0: Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. If only there were things to talk about this I week, know, right? Anyone know if anything going on with PlayStation?
1: Uh, I heard a little thing happened. Just yeah, a little there's a, thing. few a few
0: things. Few things happened. Uh, bumper episode this week. We've got hmm. not only all the PS5 reveal chat. All the not necessarily all the games. All the ones we want to talk about, we'll talk about. Yeah. And <laughs> the box itself, which I'm sure will cause much heated debate. In <laughs> oh, this. yes. I was going to say in this room. We're all in different rooms. <laughs> in this world of ours. Yeah. Um, alongside that, we've also got Last of Us 2 chat. The review embargo was today, June the 12th. Me and Dale have played it. And at the end of the podcast, after feedback, we've got a roughly 15-minute chat with me and Dale talking our impressions, completely spoiler-free, absolutely No spoilers, don't worry about that, but we put it at the end just because we're aware some people are on complete blackout about this game, don't Mm. even want to hear what people think of it, which I kind of understand, but I guarantee you there are absolutely no story spoilers in that section, but I understand if you don't want to listen to it at all, so yeah, before further ado though... We've got something a bit more important we want to talk about this week that we feel like we need to address. I believe, Joe, you've got an email.
2: Yeah, so we got this email from an anonymous listener, and it feels very much worth talking through. So it says, Hi all, I hope you're staying safe and sane in these extraordinary times. With so much going on around the world at present, I've been reflecting on the content I enjoy and its diversity. Apologies for the length of the email, but I feel it's an important topic. I've listened to the IGN UK podcast for close to a decade, and one thing that has always stood out is the lack of host diversity. From memory, the hosts have nearly all been white men, bar two women. I've tried googling for clarification, but very little has come up, so I may be wrong there. Apologies if that's the case. Regardless, the optics is incredibly skewed and doesn't fully reflect today's audiences of games, film and TV. When a certain trio left IGN UK, I'd hoped we might see more diversity with their successors. It sadly did not seem to be the case. I level no blame or malice at the next generation of hosts. They're clearly good at their jobs and would deem the best candidates. But what can the community, of which IGN is a massive and very influential part, do to change this? Is the long history of hosts a true reflection of the candidates that, are, that apply? Can more be done to diversify, thus offering different opinions and experiences to listeners? Is there, uh, if there is an overwhelming amount of applicants from one demographic, can IGN do more to enrich the talent pool at an earlier stage via work experience, scholarships or online courses? I want to finish by clarifying I enjoy this podcast. I would have stopped listening long ago if I didn't. I've interacted numerous times with the show in the past, as well as with various hosts on Twitter. Despite that, I feel it's the responsibility of listeners to push content creators when it comes to certain matters, especially in the current climate. Um, So we saw this, and this is something I personally have thought about a lot in the past, and obviously now. Um, And it's like... It's absolutely correct, to call us out on this. The, the IGN UK podcast in particular is overwhelmingly white and male. Um, and we've always had... I think we've had trouble with that. And I think... Uh, like And it's it's led to less accusations of a lack of diversity, but we've certainly had people talk to us about how we can have one very set perspective. And we've been called laddie, which is hilarious mm-hmm. to me, given the kind <laughs> of people we are. But I think, yeah. like... I think that's that comes from the kind of you know the demographics we come from um yeah. and yes like we haven't been good enough at that and i wouldn't say there's i think the anonymous anonymous listener raises uh some very good points and some very fair points the point i really agree with um is that well, is, so this section is the long history of hosts a true reflection of the candidates that apply. Can more be done to diversify, thus offering different opinions and experiences to listeners? Um, on the first point, uh, it mostly is a true reflection of the candidates that apply for jobs at this company. I've been in, I've been involved in the hiring process once directly and a couple of times indirectly. Um, overwhelmingly, we see white male applicants, and I think that's part of. Um, our audience and i think it's a i think it's a spiraling problem because the more we show white male representation the more white males will feel you know part of the community and the less perhaps mm. other people will um and that's something we can do something about uh can more be done to diversify absolutely so another point here if there is an overwhelming amount of applicants from one demographic can we do more to enrich that this is something me and alex specifically this week have talked about i can't tell you that we have an exact solution for this but i can tell you that the next time we hire this isn't going to be a case of just putting our job application up on ziff davis careers site and the ign uk twitter because those are places where our audience which is already entrenched in a certain you know like in a certain demographic and that, like obviously this is not to say that we don't want that demographic to listen to us no, exactly it's that we don't we perhaps don't do enough to make it clear mm-hmm. that we are welcoming to people outside that demographic um, exactly. and i i personally really want us to push into other areas to broaden the amount of candidates and to get a more interesting set of voices because like fuck me i listen to enough podcasts with white males on them and like i get bored and yeah like that's apparently meant to fucking speak to me um exactly
1: and like I, I yeah, agree completely. we can do
2: much more we haven't done well enough and we will do better and yeah. i promise you as soon as we have a better sense like this is all quite we're not hiring right now and it's not something we've been considering. And we don't hire regularly either. We don't, unfortunately. It's not an easy, quick fix. To the point of work experience, scholarships or online courses, uh, this is, to be fully transparent, that's usually a case of money and legal stuff. Um, In terms of taking interns, that uh, can cost a lot more money than you might think. Like, not even just paying interns. The, The way that the law works around bringing someone into your office can have a lot of hidden costs and it's something that higher ups within our organization have not gone for before um work experience is something we could do and is something we should talk about um Mm. but again unpaid work experience is not cool um unless it's part of a wider like educational course um but this is all stuff we are going to talk about, and I like this is why we wanted to put this up top. We do need to do better, like this isn't us avoiding the fact that our podcast isn't our podcast and our office isn't good enough at this, um, yeah. and we will do better, and we will tell you as soon as we have more concrete ways of dealing with that
0: absolutely, no, I agree completely, yeah, I think you've I've, nailed it there.
1: I've been quite silent through that, and just because I think Joe speaks for for all of us, but I also want to point out if you're on the outside, this this industry can look look incredibly racist, it can also look incredibly classist, which doesn't help when systemic racism in the world has meant that a lot of people from other backgrounds don't necessarily come from places with lots of money, and uh, one of the reasons why I've been lucky enough to get into this industry is I did a few internships earlier on in my life I -hmm. I did um, GameSpot and I did PC Gamer, both of them were unpaid yeah. And my parents paid helped me with money to go and mm. live in London, to go and live in Bath in hotels while I did those. That's not something that everyone can afford to do and that's a, a barrier to entry for yeah. for more types of people. And hopefully like hopefully IGN can help become part of that change in the future. And you know, yeah. I think we all recognise that we've done we've done wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: this yeah again this is not to say I feel like when we've chosen from hiring pools we've chosen the right people which mm-hmm. is why I think you know I love working with all the people I work with but there is absolutely no doubt that we have not not surfaced those things well enough to get a diversity of voices and I yeah. would love for us to to do better on that and I'm very glad that anonymous listener, you emailed us about this because it's it's a great opportunity to talk about it. I think it just echoes the sentiment
0: in the world at the moment of it's not enough to just think these things anymore, 100%. you have to actively do them. Yeah. So, um, yeah and we I will agree. do. Yep. Cool. Um, bit of a change of pace. Let's talk about the PlayStation 5. Okay. Shall we do that? Yes, please. Uh, I hope that that little chat helped a few people and helped you understand where we're coming from
2: yeah and, and now, I, I also but I, I, sh- I know we keep talking about it i really hope that this doesn't this doesn't feel i really want to say to people this this isn't us washing our hands and saying we're going to do no. better and like we are looking into this right now <laughs> it's just a podcast yeah. isn't the right place to talk about it
0: and unfortunately we're in lockdown which makes it even harder to actively enforce a lot of yeah if we wanted an intern, that is just not possible in the current environment at all. Yep. So it is being looked at. For now though, the PlayStation 5. Let's start. Before we get into the games, mm. the box. I know we have a varied opinion on this already. Yeah. Because Joe, I believe you have I'm not gonna say vehement but or repulsed I
2: think. It <laughs> looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't. It look, it's. I genuinely think. When I look at the PS1, pretty functional. When I look at the PS2, I think that is a beautiful bit of equipment. PS3, weird. PS4, I think, will age very well. Um, yeah. I don't. I think this has aged badly overnight. Like, <laughs> it looks so gross to me. And, like,. The the people pointing out that it looks like a router, like there is literally a router that looks exactly like the PS5. Yeah. Um, and what I, I think me me and Matt and uh, Tom Marks from the US office while we were working the conference last night were talking, and I, th- I can't remember who in the chat said, um, "Oh, the digital version looks nicer without the um, the hump caused yeah, by was, a by <laughs> a disc drive." <laughs> and I was just screaming like, "No console should have a hump." You shouldn't have a hump on a console. Like, that's just bad. I don't know what's going on.
0: I have a more tempered... I don't personally mind it. I don't love it by any means, but I do... When I first saw it, I was like, ooh, I'm not sure. When I saw the pictures of it laying horizontal, I think it looks a lot better. I don't think it looks as odd. But I normally have all my consoles laying down anyway. I Mm. don't use them as towers. But the one thing that gets me is, A... It looks, looks like a nightmare to clean because not only is it white, which PlayStations traditionally aren't, but it also seems to be very shiny. I prefer a matte finish because mm. it just looks a lot cleaner, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, <sighs> really, uh, yeah. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because. It's got that weird wraparound shell to me. It looks a bit like, you know, when you've got like a filofax on your shelf and you've got papers yeah. inside? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's like I a badly
2: kept binder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's hard to tell until I've seen one close up and actually touched it, but it looks like those that, that wraparound you're talking about, it looks like it could be very flimsy and I'm scared I'll just crack it. But I don't... It's. I've no doubt it'll be a well-made piece of kit mm-hmm. because... They're not going to make something that just shatters in your hand. But... I
1: like that it's not just a box, but also yeah. I don't need it to be more than a box. And also the way I don't have like a cabinet like a lot of people will have with their TV on top. i have got a slightly more ramshackle approach, so literally all my consoles are just dumped behind it. So <laughs> I'm never going to see this console. like After it comes yeah. out of the box, it's going to get plugged in and I won't see it again, especially if I buy the digital one. If I don't know where I'm leaning yet. Um, but if I do buy the all-digital one, there's literally not even going to be a need to, pl- to put a disc in it. So
2: I honestly feel like, unless you're a collector, the only people in the world who really need the disc version are games journalists because ple- places still send out physical promo discs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, or if-, if you're a big 4K Blu-ray fiend. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if but you if you're a big 4K Blu-ray fiend, you'll okay. have a big 4K Blu-ray fiend machine. Like, <laughs> Well, that is yeah. true. The f- the classic fiend machine yeah. from Samsung. <laughs> Look <laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay and ultimately do you know what we're talking about the box i'm of the opinion like matt I'd, i hide it away somewhere i don't look at it anyway so ultimately
2: i don't just really say mind. in the series x looks so much nicer
0: that's i all. do agree i i like i think that's a very clean design yeah but again i haven't seen how that looks on its side because i would have it on its side but there we go mm. chunky boy let's get on should we get on to the actual games, because they're much more interesting. <laughs> Agreed.
2: Let's do it. Uh, let's kick it off with a big one: Horizon Forbidden West. As we found yes, out overnight, please. officially just called Horizon Forbidden West, even though there is a 2 on the logo. <laughs> yeah, a little
0: numeral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks like set in San Francisco, or at least partly set in San Francisco, because mm-hmm. you can see the big old bridge. Um, I'm It just... It's hard to tell if there was any gameplay in that, mm. but
2: it just did just look absolutely incredible. It so looks think, incredible, yeah. It looks yeah, fam- it, like, it just looks ludicrously lush in a way that yeah. anyone releasing a new console will be so happy with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, was there a date for, for that? Mm,
2: I don't believe they said anything
0: yeah, about that, when.
1: That feels like one that we'll wait a little bit for, because it definitely looks like it, that's like some of the other games that we saw is bespoke PS5.
2: Now, and here's a point. I know we are talking about Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many if any launch games did we get yesterday?
1: Because well, that's the thing, because I... Miles
2: Morales is not a sequel, it's an expansion. So, yeah.
1: Well, is that a confirmed thing that it's Yeah, an they, that
2: happened overnight. Ah. Um, it's not clear whether it's a standalone expansion or mm-hmm. whether it's a uh, mm. PS5 remaster with I'm an Xbox stand
0: alone, like they did with um, uh, First Intel Light, Second Son. Yeah. yeah, First Light. Um, but yeah, I was because I was heavily betting on Horizon being a launch game. But yeah, I can't believe if it was, they would have said it. Surely, like it, they would have made that splash.
2: I. The only thing to me is like they've said they're going to do more stuff. Are they going to have like yeah. a specific launch event, launch games event? Where it's Maybe. like, here is Maybe. the stuff which would explain the weird mixed messaging over Spider-Man, because then they can go Spider-Man PS5 is our launch game, and yeah. it has Miles Morales in it.
0: And there's obviously going to be a ton of third-party games. A lot we don't know when they're coming out. Like we don't know when Assassins is, when Watchdogs is. Oh, we know when,
2: Assassin's Creed is launch day. Um, they've seen launch day. Yeah. Okay.
0: So well, um, that's a big launch game. You can assume there'll be a new Call of Duty available yeah. at launch. Yeah. But yeah, is there any? exclusives i can't remember i'm just looking through the list of games we're going to talk about i don't know if is gran turismo the launch game uh probably, there was no date maybe? on that but it probably I
1: will be and that uh, got quite a lot of like the entire latter end of that trailer was mm, just gameplay so yeah
0: so if you launch with demon souls remake people will go mad for that yeah but it's true. not a it's, it's
1: not still, a system
2: seller no um, i don't think, well it will be for some but not yeah. for me yeah uh-huh. uh, Matt, sorry, you were talking about Horizon, though. Let's let's get back yeah, to yeah. Let's go back to Horizon. Oh,
1: yeah. I, so, me and Joe were talking about Horizon last night, and I gave a little anecdote of when the original came out. Um, my housemate would occasionally pop in and just go, "How's it going?" And every time, I would say exactly the same thing, which was just, "This is the best game ever made." <laughs> I recognise wow. that Horizon is not the best <laughs> game ever made, but at the time, it was. I was in such a zen with it. I I am head over heels for that world, yeah. and seeing that world with organic life in it again and all of the little tidbits too you know how there was the the like the opposite tribe that turned up that had got the elephants with the howders on Mm. that little promise there that okay people are riding the bigger creatures now i just want aloy to get up on the on the giant like thunder hawk um like birds or on the back of the the bigger t-rexes i want to be able to do that
0: that little scene at the end of the trailer did remind me a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, the, it, the, it, the Are They Oliphants.
1: Well, so yeah. Oliphants is the like the casual name for them there. Yeah. Am I thinking of
0: Timothy Oliphant? <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> classic hitman actor. Um, Sidechatter, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Apart from it looking absolutely stunning, what I want from the sequel is I enjoyed the first Horizon so much. I wasn't a hundred percent in on the story. Right. So I want to see... I Even to a point where I can't really remember too much. Wasn't she born out of a wall?
2: Happened. Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> she born out of a wall? <laughs> uh, yeah. There was
0: weird times. So I'll definitely have to do a recap. I might even do a replay. I did start replaying it a few uh-huh. months ago, actually, and just gave up, but I might go back to it. My, no, I quite um, like the
1: story. My I issue... quite like Lance Riddick as well in it. He's quite cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: My um My issue with Horizon was always that, A zelda came out um but b it was um i loved the moment to moment i love the mechanics i love the bow i love i love the weak point fighting against Mm -hmm. big creatures like the way you take those things down is really satisfying uh, like it felt the closest to like a mainstream take on what monster hunter does to me in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um but yeah i never got on with the story and i didn't I loved the look of the world, but I didn't like crossing it, and I didn't like doing th- yeah. doing things in it outside of That's the moment-to-moment stuff. What I thought, like. I, I, feel... I, I just love Forbidden West to be more built around that feeling of like I don't even know what exactly what I want it to be. I just want it to not be a normal open-world game. I want it to feel like momentous in the literal sense, like moment to moment things happening across that place rather than just like go here have a conversation shoot
1: a dinosaur come back what you i think probably you want what i want from it is that you know how the thing that zelda does so well is when you come into an environment there's a sense of awe because Mm. you have discovered something rather than just going to a place on a map that is built around a location designed for an activity to happen yeah because there's not that signposting in Zelda when you get to something there is that discovery of like okay what does this do how do I work with it yeah and in I lo- think yeah hot taking I think Horizon is never going to quite have that because it's always going to be a little bit more in the more traditional mold mm. but I think being able to give us the sense of discovery that is verging towards Zelda rather than feeling like I'm going to a place that's got a question mark on it. Yeah. In a, I think mean, that's where it needs to go.
2: In a very broad sense, it's more like world design over level design mm-hmm. is kind of what I want it to be. Um, well, but yeah, maybe the
0: reason they haven't given any sort release date is they're waiting to see when Zelda comes out. Yeah, so they can avoid it <laughs> that's a time. good point. <laughs> like, fuck, because there, could, there could still be and arrow worlds. Yeah.
2: That's insane. It could be, Joe. It could be. Uh, Hold
0: on to that hope in your heart. I will. But but for now, more PlayStation. We briefly touched on it. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yes, that was the question I was going to ask you. I because when I first saw it, I was like, they would call it Spider-Man Two
2: if it's a full game. Surely. See, I just thought they were being bold with it. Like I, I fully bought this as a sequel. Um, I thought they were being like. Spider-Man was the first game. Spider-Man Miles Morales is the second game. Like, you are playing a different person.
0: It'd just be bizarre to me if they just completely got rid of Peter Parker's protagonist without... I suppose there could be an event at the start of that game that stops that happening, but... Well,
2: like, we know it's not a sequel, so... Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, they're not doing that. But I am still fully into the idea of this thing like yeah the miles peter relationship was one of the best parts of spider-man and spider-man's a game that i started out not giving a shit about and slowly becoming more and more in love with over the course of that game and a big mm-hmm. part of it is how like surprisingly well rendered those relationships are and particularly yeah. the miles stuff um did either of you play all the dlc
0: yeah i did yeah
2: like so i really loved those elements of hearing miles Morales. Phoning Peter Parker and telling him about how his training's going as you play through those DLC packs, and like it all does feel like it's leading up. I I kind of half expected them to do another expansion where you play him on the PS4 well, I, version.
0: I thought they might do this expansion, like you play as Miles, and then the sequel is maybe you play as both of them. Mm. Uh, you can switch between them in a way. Yeah. Um. And they like the one thing when I watched that trailer, they they're leading big into the. Uh, love that people have put into the spider verse i think because oh, even 100%. the music tr- like i was just like i was fully expecting the game to be called like marvel spider-man spider-verse or something <laughs> like just for them to fully go into yeah. it but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun if it's just more of that spider-man combat with hopefully a good story
2: yeah then i'm into it um and they did it like they, they've said you know all that stuff they were talking about with uh the you know when they were showing Spider-Man PS4 on PS5 and it was like there are no loading times blah 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 mm-hmm. um like they've said that in blurbs and stuff like that so i think we're getting this like incredibly seamless version of the first game with with Miles Morales in it i like i kind of expect it to be a full remaster with the game um at this point but yeah i'm super into the idea of it um exactly i'll just see where we get to on having to play all of it again to get to that content but very good point young man
0: um, one game that obviously looks incredible but also looks absolutely horrible and I won't play it is Resident Evil Village yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> is it Resident Evil 8 or is it Resident Evil Village or is it I Resident think, Evil 8 I think Village? it's Resident <gasps> Evil 8 Village let me look at the press release Resident <laughs> Evil I
1: mean, there's uh, definitely they make out the, the uh, numerals for 8 don't they in the the title... It's being officially yeah. referred to as Resident Evil Village. Hmm. So
2: there you go. Which is quite funny to me, because if you at all are into the cricket
0: scene, or played cricket, or have been around cricketers, they use the word village to describe something that's absolutely terrible. Like, if you're village, you're a terrible... Oh, you're a like bad village-level cricketer. Village level cricket. So to me, that's just like, this is Resident Evil Village, as in it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just it's just a poor level of Resident Evil. But it's obviously not because... That trailer did a great job of, I think making, making me, me never want right. to play the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm. That's the stuff that gets me in horror films: is those sorts of locations, cult vibes, like creepy religion stuff. <laughs> like it had all of that mm. in there, and it had a big old Chris.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a big oh God, old massive. Chris.
1: Why? Why have they done that to him? Why? Why does Chris not look the same in any game? He's different (laughs) every game they make. But
2: that's gonna be the next one. Resident Evil Nine fucked Chris. (laughs) Chris Mass. Chris (laughs) Mass.
0: He's put on Mass. Oh, that would have been a good little joke. Oh well, ruined it.
2: Never mind. Um,
0: I don't have a lot of because I'm not into Resi big time. I I like watching people play Resi. Yeah. I just don't enjoy playing horror games. So, so Resi
1: 7 is one of my favourites out of that series. I really like the grizzlier side of Resi. Mm. Like, mm. I like fun and dumb and underground labs and, and that sort of shit, but there was something about that southern gothic horror that 7 did that I really liked, because it, it genuinely felt like it was probably trying to scare you rather than just mm-hmm. sort of be a bit gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah, where do you come down on first person versus third for Resi?
1: I... I generally prefer horror in first because I think that's... I play a horror game to be scared. I, and I watch horror films to be scared. I like that they're one of the few genres that is genuinely designed to elicit a response from, like, your mm-hmm. your lizard brain, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I think you get that more in first person than you do in third.
2: Hmm.
1: So, yeah, I'm up for it. Is village it's the same with pornography. I Like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not familiar enough with the, like... <laughs>
2: The wider sort of Resi mythos stuff is Village specifically trying to invoke the start of Resi 4?
1: I that's what so. I got from it
2: because it's like they've said it's a more action-packed Resi uh, already, yeah, okay. and like that's exact. You know, that's the obvious touchstone. Mm. Um, so I like that puts me more into it because Resi Four the only
0: one I have truly ever think is great. Mm-hmm. So if it's going for that
1: maybe I'll jump in it it's got like a big time. castle right which is Salazar's yeah. castle mm-hmm. and also um, there's I think the idea of potentially bringing a more Las plaga style villain back into it in advance of them doing a Resi 4 remake mm-hmm. and sort of making a little bridge there yeah. sort of makes sense I can it definitely see it
0: so can. I, do you know what else I can see? And I think everyone saw coming. Gran Turismo is back.
1: Great. Uh, I.
0: Do you know what? Every time I see Gran Turismo, like I played the hell out of Gran Turismo three and four. Like I pretty much almost one hundred percented both those games. Like even to the point where you had to do those twelve hour races.
2: Yeah, um, that's it. My. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who was super into Gran Turismo when we were young, and like mm. I remember him talking me through it and just being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Why do you give yeah. a shit about playing for twelve hours on this boring circle? Well, the thing is, Joe, if you kept playing
0: there, I think it was uh, there was one particular circuit on the Amalfi Coast. If you won, if you won, if you won that uh, race, you'd get a load of cash. You'd get a car from it, you could sell for a lot of cash, and then you could upgrade from your t- Toyota Yaris very quickly. Great. <laughs> I preferred um, Toca Rally, where I could be a I tank. To, <laughs> that's true. I used to play racing games so much, but recently bit of forza
2: like that's about it (laughs) yeah i'm a forza horizon only kind of racer yeah it looks great it'll show off all the leather physics or whatever's gonna be on it
0: (laughs) like it'll be lovely if you're
2: into it you're into it yeah and
0: it's a great way to show how beautiful something looks yes much like uh whenever they they always show an nba 2k because basketball games just look incredible she got
2: a little squeaky floor in the sweat (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they're very uh, contained spaces. Ratchet and clank. I think this Rift might be apart. the best looking game at the entire show.
0: I would it's definitely up there. I've got another contender for that. Have you? Theater, but yes. But yeah, it looked I loved the last one on PS four and if this one is just more of that it looked like the amount of worlds they were just showing off through yeah. their little cinematic, going through all the rifts. It is its it is it yeah, looked incredible
2: absolute dick swinging for the SSD yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the absolutely. the switching between worlds seamlessly thing is like, like someone at Sony has gone to Insomniac and been like can you do that and they've gone yeah probably and then they've made it and it's like the best <laughs> advert for that technology it's nuts yeah. I should you say what I mean when you've got clank I should say what I mean like, by best looking is like Visually I think it's the best looking game. I don't it's not my favorite game at the, at oh, the conference okay. yeah. but oh, yeah. like cuz
1: it it looks like a Pixar film that you play. It's right? unbelievable. It's, it's like, that absolute beautiful smoothness to it and the the fur effect on Ratchet mm. is is brilliant. Um mm. yeah, I just thought it was yep. brilliant. I know exactly probably
0: what that game will be and I hope it is exactly what I think it is yeah. just more mad weapons
2: in beautiful places. Is it and was, it, like obviously, a lot of my time last night watching this was writing new <laughs> stories, so I missed elements. But is there a gun that turns people into trees? I haven't rewatched the trailer, so I might have to go back. So. Someone mentioned it, and I don't know whether it was them like speculating that that's what it did, or there was actually that gun. But I won that gun. I just now, I've got <laughs> the trailer
0: up here. I'm having a little look. Is there a tree gun? Is there a tree gun? Sure. I'm just watching it through. It looks amazing. I don't know what that thing is he's riding. It's like a
2: bug. Yeah, like a little squishy (laughs) snail boy. Yeah. The bit where they're flying a dragon and the dragon flies through to a futuristic world and all that. Oh my god. I love it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Super into it. I want that one. I hope that's a launch one. I don't think they
0: gave any indication of when that one is coming. Uh, No,
2: I don't believe so. I want that one. I I want want that one i want that one Kiss it. Uh, can't do that anymore oh yeah That's <laughs> jesus not the <that laughs> time mate it was never funny
0: at all in the no. first place i do you know what? i've never quoted that line until it's been in the news this week for the complete wrong reasons Yeah, you're an absolute <laughs> disgrace carly i know i feel very ashamed uh demon souls remake again not for me yeah but a lot of people will be into this i'm delighted Matt. it's happened. did you ever play
1: did you uh, ever play Demon's Souls? I've played about half an hour of Demon's Souls. It was before I got into FromSoft and I got booted by a skeleton off a wall and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, game looks great. Like mm. that that graphical overhaul that they've done. I mean, Bluepoint are fantastic at this. Obviously, mm. you've only got to look at Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. The only thing I'd hope is that I still think even though there were some improvements to controls in Shadow of the Colossus, it still felt I was playing... The remake sort of visual laid over the the coding of the PlayStation okay. 2 mm. version, and I could still feel a little bit of that like archaicness to the to the remake of Shadow Colossus. I hope that they've gone a little bit beyond that for Demon's Souls because I think Demon's Souls would feel really really struggling to get through just from my memory of what it was like playing at that point. I mean, and who, even who Dark knows one?
2: Who knows how true it is but they specifically said it's like extensively rebuilt from the ground up type stuff like it's not them saying we just made some fucking lovely looking business Mm -hmm. um
1: so yeah yeah. i'm into it there's there's lots of interesting little bits about demon souls that i think because it's before dark souls became so big and and sort of nailed in the formula it's got loads of weird little quirks that i'm looking forward to seeing there's kind of like a light and dark system and and all of that Mm -hmm. i i I'm pleased that they've done it because it'll give me an actual proper excuse to play it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm happy for all the people that wanted it. Yes. But it's not one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, the game that along with Horizon was the one I'm like, I want to play that now. A bit of Deathloop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. trailer was just the complete style of it. Before we get on to how good that gameplay looks, the music, just the almost like Hitchcock poster yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the Vertigo the poster, whole thing. right? Yeah, it was God I, that game. I have to say, and it like,
2: has made me think I'm a fool for not playing Dishonored yet. Yeah, and it's I will insane. You've got to do that. I, I have to say, like, I am surprised that it doesn't visually look better. Um, like, it looks like Dishonored too. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a next gen game to me, um, and I think that could hurt it. With, Arcane's always had a problem breaking through from like the core. You know, like hardcore players who love that kind of game and the few people who kind of circle that area and fall in to it. Mm. And I don't know if Deathloop's going to be able to fix that because so much of getting into a game for, like, someone coming to it without knowing exactly what the history is yeah. is going to go on so on face
0: value. Yeah, there's... I feel like we've learned quite a bit about how that game will work, but there's still so many questions. Like, there's obviously two playable characters. How do they
2: work? What... We, with each other. We were talking about this last night. Know. This is... If if you've watched No Clips' amazing arcane documentary that they released recently, this looks like their game, The Crossing, that got cancelled, which was two players playing simultaneously in what otherwise would be a single-player game. And, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Like, if that's... If they finally got to make the dream game that never got to be made, then I am absolutely yeah. delighted for them. That's so cool. Is that your theory then that one person is trying to play the game
0: and the other one is it's not a theory to it's kill confirmed it's so in it the blog confirmed? on the oh, ps
1: then this is why so when when me and joe were going back through last night to try and clean up genuinely got quite emotional reading that blog because the stuff about that honestly go and watch the noclip documentary if you haven't already the stuff mm. about the crossing made me feel really emotional when i was watching it because it's such a good i remember reading about that game like when it was a uh, in development thing and then you just never heard of it at all and it's just an absolute pain for them that it didn't get done. And so the idea is is that you play effectively. I think what it is going to be, imagine a high chaos playthrough of a Dishonored game. That's what you're doing if you play as Colt, who's the guy. If you play as Juliana, you're invading other people's games to prevent them from completing it. Um, So I think the idea is, is that effectively cult is the one that you're playing for the story to mm-hmm. get like a full experience as juliana that's almost more like the multiplayer side of it where you're going in i don't know they haven't said like if you select what mission you want to play or anything like that but you're going to turn up in someone else's game and you're going to be able to to mess up their attempt mm-hmm. to get out of the time loop um which is an incredible idea absolutely yeah. brilliant
0: like i'm well up for it if the They've said there's, I think, in the trailer, was it eight mm-hmm. people eight like are almost on your kill list. Do you think it works? It's just one world, one city, and you do a loop, and you have to kill all eight in one go, or like you can do one. League. Then the loop starts. Or I,
2: I just can't I see know. it being that. That feels too high concept for a game. Yeah, being made like this to me, it feels to me more Maybe. like it will be. You know, I could easily be talking up my ass here, but, like, to me, what makes sense is, like, that's eight missions, like, mm-hmm. eight yeah. big missions in areas where you can be ambushed by the invader. Um But I don't know. I might be... Maybe they'll, like... That would be a very cool, like, hardcore run thing of, like, encouraging speedrunners to kill all eight against incredibly I mean, good players. Maybe
1: they'll do that on the site, because, obviously... That's very similar then to Mooncrash, which is the phrase roguelike thing where you have to... To do a proper run of Mooncrash, you have to escape as five different characters, I think it is, from the moon. Um, And maybe that's a case of like... Once you've done all eight targets as individual Dishonored-style missions, maybe you can unlock a... You've got to do the time loop as the fiction suggests it is, mm-hmm. and if you die, you go back and have to start doing the targets again. I
0: could see that. Yeah, I'm into it. It reminds can... me of the sexy brutal in a way, yeah. as well. The yeah. way time works mm-hmm. in that. Uh, the other thing yeah, I, um... I want to
1: say about Death Loop, aside from the fact that, as say, it looks incredible, it's a high chaos run. Dishonored. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about diversity earlier. I want to say this is as a as a an icon of what why diversity is important this is a game directed by dinga bakaba who is a a black man and Mm. it's got two central black characters it was announced with a motown record um like it's proof that if we if we can have people that are actually put in in good positions that we don't ignore the diversity element that we do get great stuff from it Mm. and yeah I can't wait to put it again. I
0: can't remember. Did they ever confirm that that would come to current-gen as well? The
1: The blog post says that it's exclusively for PlayStation 5 and there will be a PC okay. release as well.
0: That is very interesting that a Bethesda games not coming to Xbox. Uh, so I, th- I, think it's gonna, it, it,
2: I think it's going to be timed,
1: right? Or is it so fully exclusive? Kee- Keely did a, uh, a tweet last night where it was like, I'm hearing that both Ghostwire and um, Deathloop are timed exclusives but the oh, okay. PlayStation blog posts, which obviously are biased um, but <laughs> they claim them as PlayStation exclusives and the Deathloop website when I was looking at it said that it was a PlayStation 5 exclusive with a PC release
0: Right So,
1: awesome. If it is true, that is a okay. very
0: good get for them oh, You're a gamer uh, reporting that it's timed
2: ooh. Who
0: knows I mean, someone I mean, does who knows how long that is. If you want to play that game, though, first. Looks like you have to get a PlayStation 4, or a PlayStation 5, even. Or a PC. What a nice um, big PC. Another game. It seems like time loops are all the fashion at the moment. Not only <laughs> is there um, Quantum League, but there's also Returnal, mm. which... Let's put it out there. That is a bad name for a game.
2: Yeah, it's like a non-fun <laughs> Revengeance.
0: <laughs> um, it's by Housemart though, which gives me some hope, because... They, Although in the last few years I haven't played many of the games, I did enjoy Resogun a lot, Dead Nation was fun, they know how to do a twin-stick shooter. What I couldn't get from this gameplay was, from the trailer even, what the actual gameplay of this game is. Well, there it, was almost top-down
1: bits, but there was also bits that looked like an FPS. It's a
2: third-person so third shooter, they've said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But
1: it looked very like a bullet hell the way that yeah. they've been designed, like loads of projectiles coming at you. I don't
2: think we're not going to yeah. get a bullet hell from housemark any time soon, no, like, no matter exactly. how much they change. <laughs> they um, know yeah. what they're good at yeah. and they do it well. I, really, <laughs> I do really like the idea of using a roguelike not just to randomise like, map design. But the actual look of the place... Like, the idea that this is some weird, creepy, shifting planet every time you die is a very, like, mm-hmm. very cool idea. Um, I don't... Like, with so much of Housemark stuff, I think it's designed for the kind of player who wants to achieve perfection, whereas I like to yep. achieve completion, for want yep. of a better term. Like, I like getting from somewhere to the end and learning stuff and having a lovely time. Um So I don't know whether Eternal's gonna work for me, but I love seeing Housemark mess with the ideas that they're so good at like this. Like, they're a fascinating developer. You don't see anyone making this kind of thing over and over again and making it more and more interesting every time. And I'm really glad Sony seems to prize that from them. Yep. Uh, Also,
0: I did think it was a bizarre way to open the conference with a PS3 game, but Uh GTA 5... (laughs) Yeah, is also coming to PS5 that was I know what they're doing open with the biggest game that's ever existed yeah Um, but it was odd just seeing what looked like a PS3 slash 4 game and I was like what? What? this isn't the future again." there was genuinely
2: a bit of me that thought that what was going to happen is they would tease GTA 6 at the end so it was like last gen next gen Um, and that didn't happen Uh, no I yeah this didn't excite me (laughs) like I, I Maybe I'll play GTA Five again, but I've been playing it for, like, a fucking decade
0: or something. I, I understand GTA Online is a massive, massive thing that people will want to play on PS5 when it comes to it. But I, if you're going to show off something from Rockstar, I would have thought, unless they're not doing it, that Red Dead 2 on PS5 is the thing to show. Yeah. But, I don't know. But... They teased that it it's expanded was the like not only is it in the hearts but expanded. That's the only got, thing. Like, does that
2: mean there is more single player coming if, if to that if game? If that happens Magnificent. Good. They finally did it. I'm into it. Um <laughs> But I just I just don't believe that's gonna be anything other than more heists in GTA Online yeah. or something. Especially and the more confusing part, it's not coming until the second
0: half of twenty twenty one, so it's not coming. Until like about a year into the PS5, anyway, it's not even there at launch. Which I don't know. Are people weighing that long at that point, people will be asking where is six. But who knows? Yeah, I, mean, I trust Rockstar. They know what they're doing, don't they?
2: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, they they don't even need to know what they're doing because they'll just yeah, they exactly. just keep releasing the same good stuff. Like they can just Very keep like, they can just keep going. Pff, here you go. We'll make another half bill. How long till GTA Five on Switch? Hmm. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: They try. They tested out with L.A. Noir. I don't know how well that did.
2: But I like. We'll I'll see. tell you what. I would play Red Dead One on Switch. Absolutely. That's what I wanted, and they didn't do it. <laughs> Maybe one day. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. This is one of the ones I missed, and I'm furious about it because I'm really excited about the idea oh. of this. So, someone explain watch, it to watch me. Watch the trailer now. Should I watch it as we go? Well. Yeah, you want it life?
0: Um, I remember when this was first revealed. I was in the room at Professor Z' mm. conference last year when they revealed this, and it, everyone was talking about it. It was a, one of the best trailers of that. It was E3, wonderful, if not the best. Then I saw the gameplay yesterday. I'm like, oh, this isn't what I wanted this to be. Oh, but maybe I'm harsh on it. I'm watching it now.
2: There's naughty people. What's the so thing I-
1: about? I so I actually haven't properly watched the trailer, but I did write the news post based on the <laughs> PS blog, so I know roughly what's going on. So it, it's sort of like a first-person spell slinger to a degree, isn't it? So by some yeah. of the gameplay, it
0: was like magic cards at one point as well. I was mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be like I don't know. I thought it was going to be much more grounded in reality and maybe with some ghost things going on. I didn't. Yeah. It's full on magic and. I don't, it confused me from that. What I, the hell this game is now? Yeah,
1: I think it's very much digging into a lot of Japanese folklore, mm. but kind mm-hmm. of putting a modern twist on it. I know from some of the stuff that I read in the PS blog last night, like a lot of the enemies are based on fears and emotions, and one of them manifests as like a child in a uh, in a like a yellow.
2: Oh, yeah, back. I've just seen that. The yeah.
1: classic, yeah. Uh, and that is a representation of separation from family. There's one which manifests as a bride that was left at the altar. Um, so there's there's loss and stuff like that. I, just,
0: I know, I'm pretty sure almost all the internet is more excited for this game than me, because I saw a lot of people going mad for it. I just didn't, I don't know, graphically it wasn't doing a lot
2: for me. It didn't look like a PS5 yeah.
0: game from what I was seeing. I have
2: to say, uh, I'm kind of with you. I like... I'll tell you what, I, I really like um, f- the idea of, like, first-person magic stuff. Um, I'm super mm-hmm. into that. It, it doesn't look incredible, like, visually. Um, which might be unfair. Because, you know, start of a generation and all that. I, exactly. I I do like the idea of, like, a horror action game of this kind. Like, because that doesn't really happen. You don't get many of those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of have to trust Shinji Mikami. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like actually. I wish I hadn't watched it.
0: <laughs> That's the kind of thing. No, it's the kind of thing of. I think if I saw that trailer and it didn't have Shinji Mikami intro in it, I would not be as interested. That's fair. But I try.
2: I definitely it. want to know more. Um, but yes, it's not. Yeah. It, you're right. It's not the thing that I thought it was. Um, another one that was a bit bizarre uh, from
0: Capcom, which oh, surprised me when yes, I found please. that out. <laughs> pragmata yeah yes I when this turned up from the first 10 seconds I was like this looks like it's Kojima yeah because it looked like Luden's yes. his little
2: spaceman character his little uh, spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're talking about his dick <laughs> Kojima's little spaceman. he's probably
0: hidden it in a game somewhere that's true um, and and just the theme of it like the little girl and the like a apocalyptic scenario in a space and i was like this gotta be kojima they're teasing kojima's next thing but no it's a capcom game coming in 2022 and who knows what like i guess you guys have read all the blog posts i haven't because this show was late our time and i got this morning and didn't know these existed so there's there's
2: all do you know any more about this no they haven't spoken about it at all so uh i'll i'll read you what i wrote during the show yesterday (laughs) revealed at the ps5 event the cinematic trailer offered little in the way of concrete evidence of what the game will be but we saw an astronaut a little girl a shattering sky and they dot 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 fought a satellite and landed on the moon that is that is currently ign's only official analysis of pragmata and that's what like it's not because we haven't i'm into weird stuff it's just because we don't know what the fuck's going on um yeah what like what just what? I, but I'm into I it. love... <laughs> I really love when Capcom uh, announces a new IP because... Of this scale. Because Capcom more than most really try weird bullshit on a triple-A scale. <gasps> um, like, Dragon's Dogma is, to me, one of the... It's, like, one of my favourite ever games. And it's one of the greatest experiments in, like, how do we just fuck with something until it's completely different? Like, we'll take the entire structure of a Western RPG and then we'll just make it absolutely bizarre all the way through. Um, and like if Pragmather is another version of that kind of thinking, I am super into the into the idea of finding out what this thing is. Uh, but it's not out till 2022. So don't expect to know more soon. Who knows? Yeah. God knows what that is.
0: Uh, but it was interesting briefly. Well, there's uh, some more, not as headline games that we want to talk about. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Mm. Abe is back. I remember playing... I can't remember which one it is now, but I still remember being at like my cousin's house and playing one of the Abe Odyssey... It might have been Abe's Odyssey. One was of it them inside a factory a or was it like in a forest? It was more industrial. It was That'll be PS1. Odyssey then. Yeah, I remember playing that one quite a lot and enjoying it as a kid, thinking it was quite silly. Uh, and then they, this again looks silly, but it was a very... Bizarrely serious trailer as well. It was almost like Mad Max, mm. but with Abe.
1: I mean, that's that is what because Oddworld is it's a it's an allegory for slavery, isn't it? Mm, yeah. it's, it's actually quite a dour story. It's just dressed up with a bunch of farting mudogs, <laughs> are they called? And and weird slick creatures thing. that you can possess.
0: I don't. It's a good one for. Like, similar to the Crash Bandicoot effect thing, but not on the same scale as something people recognize and love as a character. But f- maybe forget the game's not brilliant. I don't know if that's too harsh because I tried playing one again recently. And I was like, oh, this has not aged well at all. It's also, it's bastard
1: hard. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. I think I got like seven screens into New and Tasty and was just like, I'm not, I'm not here for this. It's yeah. too difficult.
0: But it looks beautiful and like I said, it did just look like Mad Max, which I know is a lazy comparison for a lot of things like that, but there was a lot of similarities, so I'm having it. Yeah. Let me have it. Um Project Athia. Matt, Mm -hmm. is this a Final Fantasy game?
1: Uh as far as I can tell, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um there's been there has been quite a bit of stuff online with people noticing that in the horizon of one of the shots, there is a little bit of architecture that does look very, very similar to some stuff in Final Fantasy 15. Um, I don't think if it was a Final Fantasy game that Gary Witter would be writing it
2: because
1: mm. it would be Najima, basically, or at yeah. least someone from that team. Um, That's very fair. A I, good
0: observation
1: I, yeah. from you. Final Fantasy has always been very in-house for Square. It's a very protected sort of thing. And I don't think there would be necessarily mm-hmm. like freelanced... Western writers working on it I do mm-hmm. think it looks good though, I liked what I saw yeah, it was from what, the... I
0: love that big old like, jumping across rocks, mm-hmm. that looked a good that looked fluid yes, yes, It did look very <laughs> fluid
1: <laughs> This is the game that out of all of them this just looked like the Unreal Tech demo basically
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's interesting because it's from Luminous which is the, the production company that was started by Hajime Tabata after Final Fantasy XV kicked off I like did well, and then he got it opened within Square Enix. Um, and the point was to create AAA games. But part of it, I'm looking back at the old news post. The part of it was the new challenge for the Final Fantasy 15 team. So it's meant to be the 15 team is to create a game and business model 10 years ahead of its time. So, like, okay. what that means for Athia, I don't know. But it's, it kind of. It's interesting to me that they're talking about business models as well, because yeah. is this a would... is this something beyond you know another AAA RPG action game?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Are they have they learnt from what they've done well with Final Fantasy 15 and is trying to do something online like that? Yeah,
2: I don't know. Cause, and, but what? the the weird one is that um, Tabata resigned in 2018, so mm-hmm. he's gone. So it's not even clear if like the thing they were making when he set up the studio is even there anymore um it's like it's quite a bizarre story that no one's actually been able to tell yet um but yeah he he left and they canceled a bunch of final fantasy 15 stuff so who knows what whether that's turned into this like versus 13 turned into 15 and that kind of thing um but yeah i think this will be one of the like the more interesting stories as it goes on to find out like what the fuck's been going on with this studio until now yeah I will uh let's we a
0: little well, little long even. That's the word on okay. time. So let's skim through a few more of these. they did I think it was over two dozen games they announced yeah. last night, which was insane. Um Stray, you play as a cat trying yes. to in a cyberpunk world. This when I saw this I was like Matt will like this. <clears throat> Love cats.
1: Heart <laughs> ah, <laughs> and the a cat in uh, Pragmata as well, isn't it? But it's a digital hologram cat. <laughs> I'm signed up for both of them. Give me all the cats. <laughs> yeah,
2: I didn't know um, um for, uh, yeah, I, this has apparently been around for ages and it's just been picked up by Annapurna So I, yeah, really. like so I I, I I haven't yet dug into it, but I do want to go and see what the the game is because apparently yeah, they've been posting about it for a couple of years. Nice.
0: Um yeah, Annapurna have that reaction now where I see it at front of a game and I'm like yep. this is going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. So still got that is it 40 days?
2: 12 Is it 40 days?
0: 12 days? 9 days? It's, it's a number. Is it days? 12, is it 12, 12. minutes? Is it,
1: is it not 12?
0: 12 minutes. Yeah. There we go. I'm thinking of 40 yeah, 12 days minutes. The, uh, the other game. 12 80
1: minutes. days is that the game you're thinking of, mate.
0: 80 <laughs> days. Jesus, I'm, I'm thinking of 40 days a night. The trust uh, <laughs> Hartnett film. Isn't that 30 days a night? I don't know. What, what's the 40 one? There's a 40. There's a 40. Jesus Christ. What's the 40? I'm going to look it up. 40 days... Forty days and night. That's a it's a rom com. Okay, great, great. Fifty first date. Wrong... I win. Let's go. Co- it's a rom com. No, there is a rom com with Josh Hartnett called Forty Days and Forty Nights. Oh,
2: uh, okay.
0: But he's also in Thirty Days of Night.
2: <laughs> Good on him. The Josh Hartnett days. Carvanish. Um, isn't wait? Isn't Forty Days and Nights when he doesn't wank? Isn't that a Josh Hartnett film? Forty days and it night. is. Yeah, as for Lent. <laughs> He stays sad, yeah. but... <laughs> what oh, a concept! That's so weird. Right. Uh... <laughs> Glad we covered that. I the used big PS5 news. Brilliant. <laughs> have you ever seen um, Have uh, you ever seen Josh Hartnett uh, do that Yorkshire accent for the film about doing haircuts? I don't. Oh think my that. god! It is up there with Charlie Hunnam. Um, uh, I like. I don't know how. We'll, I'll, I'll show you afterwards. We might reference it in future. But go yeah. look up Josh Hartnett's <laughs> accent. It's fucking hilarious. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Stray
0: looked good. You play a cat trying to get back to their owner, I believe, in a cyberpunk scene. Beautiful. So I believe that's what I grasped from it anyway. Uh, Kenner, Bridge of Spirits. Not the best name for a game, because nope. it reminds me of Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> but it looked... We're talking about... Um, this is the other game I was referencing in terms of Ratchet and Clank mm. looking like a Pixar game. This like, does just look... I know it's a tired thing. It looks like a Pixar movie, but a game... And I like the look of
2: that combat from what I saw. I'm, I'm always up for people I'm into seemingly trying to make Zelda but not Zelda. Like
1: mm. It looked yeah. to me like the the touchstones I got, it was like a, like a classical, like not a Breath of the Wild Zelda, like a classic style Zelda yeah. mixed with a bit of Fable to mm. it. It got that, that Fable feel to the combat, mm. which I'm definitely down for. If
0: you... I like those little furry friends as well. Yeah, they they, they, they look
2: looked. like the little um, soot guys from Spirited Away. They do. I love yeah. them. Um, the The thing to point out about this is that this company who are making it previously made a Majora's Mask fan film, which is yep. bonkers. So, um, like, you can tell what kind of references they're into. Exactly. I'm into that one. Uh, Joe, you wanted to talk about Destruction All Stars. Genuinely, this is one of my most anticipated no, it games. It looks fun. Like, I think this looks brilliant. I love Destruction Derby games. I love games where cars get smashed up um, and this has that, but also like a weird hero combat element, seemingly, mm. where you can like fucking ride on the cars and jump on them and kick each other and shit. Um, I found out this morning it's being made by um, a load of people who used to work on Wipeout. Um, oh, so, okay. like, I'm not super into the aesthetic of it. You know, it looks very Fortnite. Yeah, it's post Fortnite. Um, but, fuck, like, I'm super into the concept. I really want to play this game like it just looks like it's the kind of launch game that i always appreciate like one you can just jump in mess about with it's kind of the same reason and i know it didn't go down particularly well but that fucking rigs game on psvr like mech sports like i love that kind of shit like just silly high concept arena Mm. stuff where you can jump in jump out have a lovely time i'm looking forward to it if they
0: get it if they get it right and it is as fun as it looks then it could definitely have that rocket league sort of effect.
2: that feels to me more than anything else in here like lunchtime game in the office when offices exist mm-hmm. again not you're not going to play pragmata at lunchtime. Uh, depends <laughs> what
0: pragmata is mate <laughs> who knows could go back on gta online that's free on ps <laughs> <laughs> um what i was into was little devil inside it it's hard to get a comedy writing games a lot of the time I think I think it's quite hard to write mm. comedy games. But there was one moment in that when the guy dropped a bomb and then there was a guy in the toilet and that made me chuckle because <laughs> yeah. it was very stupid. This is one It was it reminded me kind of almost not necessarily art style, but the feel of it was quite Ardmany in oh, a way. Okay, yeah yeah. I don't know the sort of tone to it, the comedy they were going for. But I'm still confused as to what you're you're obviously playing as a guy hunting monsters is he I don't know but then there's this other guy on the toilet so, so this on? is
2: one that I didn't get to properly watch during the show because I was writing something else so I'm watching it now it looks way cooler than I thought it was at the time um, it like it looks to me like people kind of taking on missions to go hunt monsters and then reporting back to this old man to this man on the toilet oh, yeah. he's riding I'm into it. fucking penguins like in Avatar or something
0: <laughs> there was a lot going on in it I like these art style a lot. That's yeah, uh, you know what?
2: It, it looks nice. like a much sort of more pleasant version of um, below that Cappy game. Yeah, uh, yeah I can see which that. I am super into. Like, yeah, this man, this looks really cool. I'm well excited for this now.
0: There, I will say there was a lot. It did surprise me how many indie games they showed off. I thought they were going to go his six or seven huge games mm. for the PS5. But I'm glad the they variety. did mix it up a lot
1: the variety of this show was incredible and I think more than a lot of shows I've watched, this was a case of, games are for everyone there's like, something here for so many different demographics, players Mm. Uh, I just it was one of those where I I won't buy every one of these games, but I would play every one of them, (laughs) it was not one that was just like, I I don't care for this.
0: Like I said, we're not going to touch on every single one, but one more we have to mention we can't go away without mentioning Bug Snacks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think this is the one I might not play. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was the one I was watching. I was like, this was the one point, before they'd shown Horizon, before they'd shown Resi, I think, at that point, I was like, what are they doing? (laughs) Showing this. But Octodad, I played it once through. Fun little game. Good laugh. I'd forgotten it existed, I'm not going to lie. And then this turns up, and... It's not my, not my speed. Mm. Not my. It does humor. have
1: animals made of cinnamon rolls, though, which is very cute. It's, it's not for <laughs>
2: us, is it? Like this is a, uh, you're no, buying exactly. this for Christmas. Your again. kids are there. Um, exactly. I, d- I, like that they say the words that they are. Good, good Pokemon
0: yeah. shit. Well, at first I thought the little strawberry that was rolling around was saying your name. It sounded like it was saying Scrabbles. I mean,
2: he should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, one thing we haven't got on this list is Hitman Three. Oh, I. Do you know what? I didn't put it on because maybe I should have actually because it's a big
0: game. Mm. Uh, but I just thought in my head, it's Hitman. It looks good. It's gonna yeah, be yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> like I do agree <laughs> with you. Uh, I I find it interesting. I, have they ever referred to the World of Assassination trilogy before, or have they just gone? By the way, it's a trilogy. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: It's always just been the World of Assassination, hasn't it? I don't think they've ever referred to it as a three-part structure or anything.
2: Yeah. But they're doing the thing where you can carry over everything from the past games into this one as well right
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so if you boot up hitman three you can have if you own one and two it'll bring all those missions in and you can just play it as one game that's
2: like yeah. an unbelievable it's very deal. smart
1: way
0: they're so good at that um like i'm not a big fan in general of chapterizing games but it works perfectly for hitman for those little yeah. worlds it's the perfect place for it and, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'm playing through Hitman 2 at the moment for the first time.
1: I'm going and to start that this weekend. I, I really... I, I, Joe um, heard me shout, oh, fuck, <laughs> another one. Cause basically, and, and Joe was just like, what, another news story? I was like, no, no, I haven't played <laughs> 2 yet. I need game. to finish it. <laughs>
0: well, I so. thought, in general, it was a very good show. It would not absolutely floor me. There was a few things I thought I'm well into. Mm. But, yeah, I thought it was a very...
2: They did a good job of just games, games, like games, super, which is all people yeah, want. Super confident, like, just best foot forward, here's a bunch of fucking stuff. You're going to find something you like in here. Um, and yeah. like, you know, I don't like the console design, but this before this show, I was increasingly convinced that Series X is my first choice, and now I'm kind of confused and annoyed uh, which is as good a response as Sony could possibly hope for from me. Yeah. Well, in a few weeks. I don't know if they actually announced a date in
0: July when they're doing their first party. Uh, no, show they just off. said it's July. Okay. Well, it'll have to it'll have to do a lot to get me on side, but we'll mm. see, see. Bring on the score. Halo
1: baby. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, one more thing we haven't addressed. Were those real people speaking or were yes. they computer renders? No, of course they this were was, real people. I don't know what Exactly, I was watching this saying what are people talking about they've just lit a shot in a, in a slightly not standard way but they were definitely real people very strange very
2: <coughs> strange uh,
0: anyway we just we uh, just do an end of this search shall we
2: yeah inside
0: is a UK AGN crew
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold at the DJ, we are coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you
2: inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search, Joe? You themed it. Yeah, so uh, like, don't get me wrong. I haven't actually considered this. I have too much on, um. So <laughs> this might be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> but what I wanted to do. Oh, am I gonna? Is this good? I was going to read out like <laughs> you've committed. I was going to gonna, I was gonna read out little bits of the blog posts surrounding games announced at yesterday's conference, and you have to guess what it is based on those things. But I will say okay. I've done almost no preparation. All right, so <laughs> okay. let's just see how it goes. And we've just talked about them all in depth, so hopefully, well, not all
0: of them, <gasps> mate, not all of them. No, there's a few we didn't. That is very
2: true. Um, okay, let's try. Let's try this. Is this gonna be fun? Memorable, combat, we'll, we'll encounters. We'll find... memorable combat encounters. <laughs> memorable combat encounters. Inca- memorable combat encounters. Bug snacks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's tit harder than I wanted it to. Resident
1: be. Evil eight.
2: No. Boys it's Deathloop, obviously. Come on. They're oh, memorable. Oh come on. Uh <laughs> You just you just read out buzzwords. Yeah, it's buzzword time. <laughs> yeah, um, this is how this is PR speak. The quiz. how about this? How about this? A cinematic choice based narrative game. Choice based. Very specific. Choice based.
1: Uh, is that volcano high? Correct. There oh, we go. Oh, we didn't talk
0: about that. We one. didn't. Dinosaurs um, going to not my style. That. I don't like that style of animation, personally. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I couldn't... I, I don't know if that's in-game or not. I assume it is. I don't really know. It was it was, so slightly, nice. uh, it was slightly confusing to me. Well, at least I now know it has a choice-based narrative. Yeah, choice-based narrative. Like, it looks like Life is Strange with Dinosaurs, and I'm kind of into that. So, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, alien, lush but grotesque, peaceful at times, and supremely violent in others. Returnal? No. Oh. This is another one we haven't talked about. Oh. Oh, oh bloody wow. hell!
0: <laughs> oh no! Let me quickly look at the list of ones. <laughs> is that Jet the Far Shore? It is not Jet the Far Shore.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, is it? I'm just going to start reading them out. Go on, Matt. You have a go. Um,
1: I'm just I'm just opening up our uh, our breakdown. I think I might
0: know what one it is now. Is it? Is it Godfall? A-
2: it is Solar Ash. Oh. It's Solar, solar ash. ash. I forgot about I'm one. more interested in Godfall than I thought I would be, actually. Yeah, I am now.
0: If it's good, if it is just Borderlands with good melee combat, I could be into uh, that. Tom
2: Marks did a very good observation, which is that that team made um, a game called Duelist before, which was a very cool card game that I never properly played because it didn't come out on consoles I had, or, you know, like devices I had at the time. Um, but it does look like they took concept art made for Do list to turn into pixel art and just turned it into big 3D art, which is a very interesting thing. Like, it feels like they're just kind of using their style in a whole new way. Um,
0: oh, wow. Well done,
2: Tom Marks. What about... <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. Snack Tooth Island. <laughs> Well, if that's not bug, snacks, <laughs> yeah, then I don't know what yes, it is. Because
1: it is, <laughs> I wrote the news story for Snack
2: it. Snack to violent, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Is this fun? Should I stop?
0: Uh, do do one more. All right,
1: we'll do one more. Let's
2: have a look.
0: <laughs> oh, there's one more we didn't talk about. Actually, what's that? Maybe you'll. Oh, wait. Maybe you'll do the blog post. Do you think I will? You can move on to. I
2: don't know if I, I don't will.
0: Know. Um, I just want to say how much I now love the little Astrobots, and I'm glad they've got another game Oh, that's quite a cool thing, because apparently
2: the four... A, it's free, it's preloaded on every console, um, and B, it's like four worlds themed around different features the console has. So, like, you'll be messing with them. kind of
0: what they... Yeah, they did that with the PlayStation VR, didn't they? Yeah, I love the little Astrobots now. Uh,
2: Yeah, it was cool. Uh... I... Come on, Joe, give us one more buzzword. Okay, I've got... I'm going to have a buzzword for you. Let's have a quick look. It's just... just.
0: I'm going to say it now. Uh, don't take offence to this. This may not be a return. No, yet. I
2: agree. Twisted, tempestuous, <laughs> and forbidding. It does reveal how much bullshit language oh, goes into these that's things. Project Athia, isn't it? It is Project Athia. Oh, yeah.
0: someone, someone's written the news.
2: <laughs> Alright,
0: I'm done with that game. <laughs> Here we go. What a great I game. I that game. Um, <laughs> um, right, now we've got a few pieces of feedback. Um, do write in to iGen underscore UK feedback, IGN.com. What were you most excited about from the PlayStation 5 conference? And what do you want to see from Xbox, mate? Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Um, to the person who wrote... <laughs> It's clearly, very drunk after the uh, after the event. We considered reading it out, but then I kind of want your permission to, because <laughs> you, you might not remember writing it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe
0: try again um, <laughs> or follow up with it. Um, right, yeah, bit of feedback, and then after that, last get on to the Last of Us Two. Uh, so who's got the first one? Oh, it's me. Ah, oh. uh, I've got one here from Gavin Greer. He says, "Well, hello, hello. there. Hello." I mean, little, tries to surprise you there. Um, <laughs> as industry experts, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, I wouldn't call myself that. Maybe, maybe Joe would. be percent. Yeah, biggest,
2: biggest yeah. expert yeah. on industry that there is. <laughs> oh, wow. Jonathan, industry. Um, they in- call me <gasps> in the industry.
0: Okay, we'll answer this then. As industry experts with presumably some inside knowledge, please can you tell me why digital games are more expensive than physical? I thought this was a good lead on because obviously you can get mm. the digital only PS Five. You know, is it worth the money in the long run? That's what we want to say. Let's take the Last of Us Two for an example. It's fifty four ninety nine on the PS Store, and the physical edition is forty nine ninety nine. I know there's a few. I knew there's a few we in game. This you
2: should just you cut get, this bit out.
0: But still, yeah, I should have. Uh, <laughs> right, another example is Control, which is forty nine ninety nine on the PS Store. But you can buy the physical for under thirty. This is something I've thought about for ages. There's no packaging or distribution costs involved in digital, so why are they not much cheaper? I can only assume it's one of two reasons: one, storing hosting a game online is very expensive, or two. It's part of a worldwide conspiracy <laughs> agreement that digital games don't undercut physical because it would really damage so many industries: packaging, printing, distribution, etc. Look forward to hear your musings, on Gavin. It is. Ne- I don't think there's a conspiracy. It's neither
2: of those things. Uh, it's beca- yeah, neither. It's because uh, primarily, um, what well, obviously you're buying physical copies from retailers who buy those games at a lower price and can set their own cost margins. Um, so they want to undercut themselves or, you know, each other as well as digital editions. They want you to keep coming mm-hmm. to their shops and buying their stuff, so they'll price it price it lower and take less of a cut. Uh, the other being that digital doesn't need to go down in price because it is a format of convenience. They can charge you more because you don't have to leave your house. Um, and they know that enough people will be swayed by that, that they don't have to do it. Um like it's the same reason that Nintendo games never go down in price because they're essentially the Disney of games. They know that people will buy their games at full price, so they almost
1: never formally price drop them beyond sales. Um hmm. you've you've also got the fact that there's no competition. Yeah. Like the, there is no competition for the PlayStation store because you cannot buy digital PlayStation games really anywhere well, else. Deba- there's depend- not you huge- can
2: buy codes from resellers for certain things. Um
1: but yeah, yes. and those resellers do tend to be the grey market, mm. as opposed to the there the, the are less easy legitimate ways of, of buying. Yep. Um, mm. So so that and that's why you know as much as in the PC space, as much as people hate the idea of Epic, it is good that Steam actually has proper com- competition yep. now because it means that Steam are less able to set the price and dictate what that has to Absolutely.
2: be. Yeah, do you think? you'd go digital only for ps Like I said before, I don't think I actually can until I'm sure that people yeah. aren't going to send me disc copies ahead of time. Like, it could actually stop us doing our jobs, which is annoying, because I true. have to have the fucking hump. And I don't like the hump. <laughs> you hate camels, you've always said that. I don't hate camels, they're designed to have a hump. Game consoles shouldn't. <laughs> we get to choose how those evolve. i have chosen to put a hump on it. That's insane. <laughs> You're very angry about I hate this. the hump. I hate the hump. you got a hump about it. I the do. <laughs> My humps.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Your lovely lady yeah. humps. <laughs> Matthew. Right. Shall I take this one from Tom Meadows? Go. Duck hunt? No. Ooh, the, class- the classic intro. I'll do it. Duck hunt,
0: duck hunt, duck hunt. <laughs>
1: uh, here in sunny South Derbyshire, we call those frozen fruity treats ice <laughs> poles. Mm. This is a reference to. Several conversations over the last few weeks about <laughs> ice lollies, ice poles, uh, yeah. and they were a regular refreshing treat when we used to play football on the local park of the summertime. We they used wear to... ice poles or ice pops, yeah, I mean, either yeah. tip tops, tip tops in uh, in my area. We used to buy them from the nearest chip shop.
0: Interesting <laughs> from chip to get. shop,
1: okay. Interesting location uh, that was owned by a very stern Turkish man called Ken. I remember this very well because Ken had a finger on each hand amputated. <gasps> Is he in the Yakuza? And I remember... <laughs> Maybe he's an assassin, you know, because they-, they amputate their fingers to Mi- put the hidden mm-hmm. blade in. Mr. Ken Yakuza. <laughs> the the, Turk- the classic Turkish scared.
2: name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember being very scared of ever having a sausage from there in case he accidentally removed another one.
2: Do you think he's putting <laughs> his fingers in sausages?
1: And then battering them uh i did you have a scary
2: local shop owner when you grew up? I don't remember a scary no. one I remember
0: my local fish and chip shop actually was it was one of those that was a fish and chip shop and a Chinese takeaway. oh there. yeah, yeah, so we had of nice you got the fish and chip chips that were also cooked in the like Chinese cooking oil, so they tasted.
2: Mm. One of my friends That's at uni once ordered chips and gravy from one of those combo shops, and they put um, black bean sauce on it instead, and it was the saltiest <laughs> chips of all time. It's Amazing. powerful. But yeah, he wasn't scary, He, um, but he was
0: one who always, like, I remember going there when I was like four or five, like, he'd always want to talk to everyone, and even the kids, and one time he just looked at my dad, looked at me, and went... He's got naughty in his eyes, and I'll always remember that because it's probably the guy that
2: the guy that ran our um, the spa in our like as in spa s p a r in our uh, village was we just known as Grumpy George, and he was such a prick. Um, And then I think he died of a heart attack, and everyone felt really sad because it was like, oh, Grumpy George was actually probably an all right guy, just you know, problems with the old ticker. Anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: it was just grumpy. Yeah. Back oh. to Tom. On the yeah. subject of leisure centre food, <laughs> whenever we went what, swimming...
2: What, what varied and interesting <laughs> podcast we are.
1: Leisure centre food.
2: Again, if you're waiting for the very highly
1: anticipated Last of Us 2 chat, Come you're going soon. to get the leisure
0: centre food segment.
1: <laughs> whenever we went swimming, my mum used to buy me a cup of chicken soup and a bag of chicken Walker's crisps from the vending machines. I'd sit and dip the crisps in the soup, <laughs> and I can still remember the taste mixed with the heavy coronation of my lips.
2: Tom Meadows, you're a beautiful writer. <laughs> was um, so redolent. I can almost taste it. I never had it in chicken soups. Does like cool
1: croutons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also have a story about a holiday disaster, but I'm not sure anybody wants the details of dreadful food poisoning while on my honeymoon. Mm. Oh that just yeah it doesn't sound fun food
0: poisoning I've had it once and it was absolutely horrible
1: <laughs> I'm lucky I've escaped yeah. it never had it nor do I, I want got it it to... once
2: after a Christian <laughs> gave me a sausage but that's a story for another time <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I say I'm not telling you anyway okay well keep up the good work the feedback then oh okay not you Joe and stay safe oh yeah of course yeah. I've got to throw yeah. in the <laughs> me not wanting come <laughs> you know me not wanting to read out compliments isn't wanting people to tell me that I'm shit, by the way. Just so just so we cleared that up on the podcast. No, I think you should carry on. This is from Mike Tapia. Hello, big boy team. I like that. Ooh. Got some fun slash scarring holiday and food anecdotes for you. <laughs> Story one. Uh, this starts not how I expected. My dad and I were visiting family out in the Ecuadorian jungle. <laughs> As you do he says i would love to have family in in the ecuadorian jungle playing outside with my cousin we were playing outside with my cousin when Mm -hmm. one of their dogs got a bit overexcited and took a good old bite out of my leg (laughs) not knowing how domesticated and not wild said dog was he rode his luck and declined to inform my mum back home good news i didn't develop rabies bad news when mum found out she went ballistic I would have got that test yeah. But I'm glad you say. <laughs> Story two Used to work at Pizza Hut Where late finishes Often resulted in a trip To the curry house Round the corner You worked You worked in a Pizza Hut Make a pizza You can't have that every day I okay. don't know One night after closing We had some leftovers and- Oh here we go I've spoken too soon One night after closing We had some le- I'm hungry as fuck Reading this We had some leftovers And proceeded to create The greatest pizza Known to man the stuffed crust chicken dansack. topped with cheese chilies and bargy crumbs it will never be bettered that is the that best sound sounding good. pizza i have ever heard of so what are we saying that the actual stuffed crust was filled I, with I, chicken I, dansac? Like, if it, even if it isn't i'm choosing to believe that it is because fuck <laughs> me i've still not had one of those dominoes with what? the hot dog in the pizza crust i want that I don't know if I want oh, give it to me uh, Right, nah. story three Sorry, I burped Due to a spontaneous brainwave, God. me and a friend Skipped college one afternoon to go back to his house Why? To make Angel Delight, that's fucking why <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Angel Delight I love our,
2: our listeners Three packs of Angel Delight <laughs> Each with its own unique twist Strawberry mixed with marshmallows Chocolate mixed with Milky Bar buttons and this is my personal favourite, Joe Scrabble saying this, butterscotch mixed with Milky Way oh, magic stars. Butterscotch one is Buttersc- a Butterscotch Angel Delight is a flavour that will never leave my brain. It's I can taste oh, it just thinking it. So we good. indulged in all three concoctions over a massive session of risk. <laughs> <laughs> that is very partridge. before I retired home to feel <laughs> sicker than I ever thought possible. I hope, hope you've learned something today. I
0: have, I've learned that I desperately want some angel delight back in my I've life. I've learned that I have that, that Mike
2: Tapia is a fucking genius. <laughs> I love that. Imagine chicken downs that pizza with a side of angel. Delight oh, I should say, by the way, I know loads of people have sent them in. I, I don't. We didn't do this. We haven't done this already. Like a big drowning section, have we? Oh did we you do it last
0: week? Last week. Last no no last week I was like this is not the week for yeah, it. Good. Uh, so, so uh we I don't know when there's we've not got like, so many, we could even just do a one off yeah, it'd be such a weird thing not,
2: to, you know when there's a week that's not like world industry changing news or world events uh we will do a full section myth. on all your most hilarious drowning stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because that's how we yep. roll. Um Thank you, guys. Uh, I've still got more yeah. to come because Dale's about to appear. I know, and
2: with his yeah, privileged information.
0: Um, I've not edited this podcast, yet Obviously, because we're still recording yes. it, because that's how the workflow works. Um, I'll probably play a bit of Last of Us music and then talk about the that. Sounds Last of Us. great. Again, absolutely no spoilers. Do not worry. It is story-spoiler-free, but of course, if you don't want to hear anything, don't listen.
3: Yeah?
2: Fuck off, is what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Squares. (laughs)
0: Welcome back. It's Last of Us Review Day. Well, Last of Us 2 Review Day. Last of Us Review Day was seven years ago, Dale. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hi, Brian. <laughs> I haven't been on this podcast until now.
0: Yeah. Well, I've introduced you now. You would have yeah. been teased. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, if you haven't read our official IGN review of The Last of Us, Jonathan Dornbush has done an excellent job. It's on mm-hmm. site and on YouTube. He has given it the sacred 10 out of 10. The masterpiece. That means both. Is this the first time two games in the series have got a ten? It must um, be
3: no Uncharted. There, there must
0: be Mario. There must be Mario games. No, I think only one, only Uncharted, Uncharted. three got a ten.
3: Okay, so two didn't. Then.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Nah. Zelda, that
3: I, I guess probably. He
0: did. Oh yeah, it's probably not. Do you know? Yeah. I've probably made a point that didn't need to be made. <laughs> Let's talk about the last of us was- <laughs> part two. Um, I agree with Jonathan a hundred percent. This mm-hmm. is as easy as... I think is you can give a game to be honest as soon as I, not even before I'd finished it I was like this is a phenomenal piece of work it is maybe the best story I've ever seen told in a game the best mm-hmm. character writing the best performances Yeah. and on top of that the gameplay is just vastly improved on the original, I personally really like the original's gameplay, I think it's serviceable it, tells the, it helps tell the story very well, but this just builds on it in every way and Turn, makes it feel like just yeah like like I said before like Metal Gear Solid at times like Resident Evil mm-hmm. at times but with that just storytelling that you get from a Naughty Dog game
3: yeah but I would say it's um, it's storytelling that I don't think you could experience in any other format the like I won't go into it too much, but the device of how it tells the story is I've never seen before. And it's like phenomenally done. Like it was, it's truly engaging. And that's what I think, like they set such a high bar with the first game. That's you say, it was, you know, it was an easy 10, but you know, having to follow up on something so successful is a mm-hmm. tough thing to do. And I think they've gone beyond that by changing the format, not just, not just making a safe sequel. It, it, it truly like tries new things and it's inventive in that form.
0: Yeah. It, it is just. It's so hard to not say. We're not going to spoil anything. No. Don't worry. There's no spoilers here. But the way they just make you feel for these characters, the way they just make you feel unexpected feelings for these characters, I feel like it's safe to say, like over the course of these two games, Ellie has maybe the best character arc I've seen in pretty much anything. Like, yeah. throw films in there, throw TV in there. Like, Ellie as a character is now gone from me being a very good character to just one of the best fictional characters i've ever seen
3: yeah and they, they established in the first game like with the ending of the first game how that no one in this they're not heroes in the traditional sense like mm. you know and it's not a protagonist that you're necessarily always rooting for and they just they continue that motif in this game as well like they like mm. you said they're phenomenally written characters but not someone that you can always agree with or get behind as well and i think you know mm-hmm. only in video games can you sort of Portray this way of storytelling.
0: Well, I think like all the best characters are like. There's a lot of analogs. There's a reason this game is called The Last of Us Part Two because mm. the Godfather Part Two is a big inspiration on it, and you can see a lot of that in there. Even from when you open up the game for the first time, the menu screen is just a picture of a motorboat. Which, if you're familiar with the Last, um, the Godfather Part Two, you know plays a big part in that film. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, the way. You've got Michael Corleone in that film, who is just not a nice person. You've got, <laughs> you know, you've got the Sopranos. You've got Mad Men. Like the lead characters in these, in some of the greatest fiction, aren't characters that are particularly nice people. Mm. And I'm not saying that Ellie isn't a nice person, but there will be times when you'll be tested. I mean, to be on her side. It's a world that facilitates
3: doesn't facilitate you to be constantly nice, right? You have to be ruthless and you have mm-hmm. to do what's best for you at the time. And sometimes from our sort of cushy viewpoint, it seems like the wrong decision, <laughs> but you know, it's the world that they're living yeah. in and reacted well,
0: to. That leads nicely onto the gameplay and how this is just... I think i said it last week i've i was also on podcast beyond this week if you want to hear more of me talk about this was game you? i'm trying to not repeat that. exactly <laughs> what i uh, exactly uh what i said there but um it is the most violent game i think i've ever played oh, yeah. without becoming gratuitous at all it's not there probably are more violent games out there like if you look at like manhunt or mortal kombat but mm. it's all a bit silly violence whereas didn't, this is just tough to look at Well, at um,
3: I was playing it earlier today actually for, for, mm. for capture stuff and I noticed something as well like anytime it does get sort of borderline gratuitous the characters acknowledge it as well Mm. like when Ellie like runs up and stabs someone in the throat she'll say like oh fuck or like she'll react in a way like that was gross as well (laughs) it feels real like she didn't mean for it to be that grim she's just doing what she needs to do to survive and Mm. I'm sure you're like me every time you do a shiv attack on anybody you pan that camera around and look at the faces as well like the detail Uh, and the the animation animation.
0: animations it's absurd I mean they are good at making games, Naughty Dog. I think people know that by now, but like, they just seem to raise the bar every single time they make something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, story-wise, this is just... Gameplay-wise, it's just surpassed the original in every way, which I, you know, like a lot of people, when the original finished, you were like, that is a perfectly told story, yeah. and it's wrapped up nicely, I don't need any more. But they have found a story here that is better, and, yeah, just... I don't know where to start on without spoiling anything, no, really. It's, but- <laughs> it,
3: it's really tough. I, I would say as well, it's um, for people's expectations, this is a substantially longer game than the first one mm-hmm. as well, like quite significantly longer. And apart from maybe a couple of sections, that I think uh, it's a minor complaint They may be dragged a slightly bit, like it does breeze by. It feels like it's consistently... Yeah good the level the quality level is always high consistently for this game
0: well the narrative structure helps that a lot i think and for a lot of people i think i personally think uncharted 4 is brilliant i understand people think the last island goes on a bit too long and i would kind of agree on that there's one too many encounter bits like Mm. at that point you just want it to get on with the story which that's where i think the last list has the edge is that every single scene, even if it's not a key plot point, there is a bit of story being told yeah. along the way. It's always and, story, yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, no fight is really the same. The infected are... I think we both agreed they're not... They don't appear as tough as in the first game, no. but when there is a mixture of infected, like the new um, shamblers, they can be a problem if mixed with clickers and Definitely, you yeah. just get caught in a corner. And the stalkers, which... I think they only briefly appeared in the basement section of the original and you don't really that's the only time you really encounter them but they are just horrifying to play against yeah. this time they just because I mean, you're so attuned to at that point in both of these games using listening mode like when you enter any room Yeah, but the stalkers just don't appear on listening mode so you're like I don't know where they are and as soon as one lands on you there's going to be another one around the corner yeah. it's just I just ran through those sections I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say.
3: Did you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, just sprint
0: it straight through.
3: I have to clear just... out every room before I move on. I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. Although I have, uh, yeah, in the previous game, I did when I was playing it on the mm. harder modes. I did work out ways to just get past people and sneak out. And you, yeah. you know, you can do that again in this game. It gives you the option to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
3: um, but I think the the infected they've ne- not necessarily feel like a massive step up for me, like it felt very familiar how to deal with them like my go-to mm. tactic every time is throw a bottle to a location wait for them all to swarm there throw a Molotov cocktail take them all out like that's yeah. my go-to tactic what the step up for me is the human interactions like with the wolves and the seraphites like mm. though they feel so much more like smart, and like they're in tune with their environment, and they know the best ways to flush you out. It never feels like they're on a scripted path, it always feels like they're communicating with each other. Like, they have all have names and relationships as well. And mm-hmm. they'll refer to each other by names and say, Oh, why don't you go check over here? And they'll go by and they say, Oh, no, Kira's been killed. And you know, they say it more <laughs> dramatic than that.
0: Um, Kira Knightley's
3: gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, no. <laughs> they also have uh, dogs of them as well, who they like. The dogs have names as well. And like, yeah. I don't know if you ever killed one of the dogs before in front of their owners before.
0: Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. Like I'm I know a lot of people have will have a problem with killing dogs. I'm I, I like dogs but I'm not like a massive yeah. you know Dog person, so I just found it a lot easier to take them out because it makes your life a lot easier in that game if you get hey, rid
3: of the dogs. If <laughs> like, you saw a cutscene clip at the end when a dog bites your face, face off to death, you'd want to kill them yeah. as well. <laughs> like, yeah. they are vicious. And um, but when you when you kill them in front of their owners, like they react so badly to that as well, and then they're like they're bay- baying yeah. for your blood at that point. And I just think that the the AI is so smart this time around; it makes every encounter feel different as well.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's and I can't overstate this enough. This is a dark game. It is it is not a laugh. But what I will say is although it has much dark moments, it kind of leads on from left behind in in the way it does things a lot. Like there's a lot of dark moments, but there's also I'd say a lot more high and just quieter, calmer moments than Mm. the original ever had. Yeah. And they're some of my favourite bits, I think. The way this game uses music is incredible like the score for the first game is unbelievable and this uses mm. bits of that and the battle music this time seems a lot I, I noticed it a lot more there's a lot yeah. more electronic elements and the way they just there's obviously not going to spoil anything the way they use a few actual real songs in the yes. game as well is just amazing
3: yeah it's, it's like it's hard to sort of go into that too much but yeah, yeah like you're in for a treat I, I would say as well like as somebody who's um, I've played it through like one and three quarter times right now and I'm going through trying to find all collectibles and things like that. I'd say explore, like take as much time as you can and explore every crevice because there's so many things I missed the first time around like little hidden like dialogue options and just references and and things. There's there's tons of detail in that world as well like downtown Seattle especially. Like that's one of of the locations you visit and there's so much to see and do there. Like really take your time with it as well.
0: Well, yeah, that's where they've taken... um... A lot of the inspiration from lost legacy and it's kind of like that area you go in is almost like a little mini open area mm. a little mini open world area and there's so much just environmental story to find There, i thought i was really like scouring that area when i played it at first and it turns out i found like a third of the collectibles yeah. and like conversation stuff in that area so yeah but i did i was caught in that place of wanting to find everything in the area but also the plot is so compelling that i was like i just need to see the next cutscene, or i need to get to the next place
3: sure but sometimes um with those dialogue just yeah, yeah adding elements to the plot mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly the details but i know there was something where uh, the first time around i'd clearly missed out on a line of dialogue and then i'm not going to say i'm just being as bi- ambiguous as possible that <laughs> something happened and i was like well, what are they talking about and then on my second playthrough i heard a line of dialogue that sort of gave that more context it's uh, okay. so, like you know they're, they're constantly filling in and also character mm-hmm. building as well like we can't yeah, can't underst- uh, understate how good the character building is consistently
0: yeah I was very lucky I don't know what situation you were in I can't remember that I managed to play this game without having anything spoiled for me mm. and it that is the way to go and obviously people were The whole game leaked a few weeks ago, supposedly. Uh, I'm not going to say if any of that is right or wrong, um, but even if you read all that you have not had this game ruined i want to just reassure people that there is no way you have experienced this game if you've no. seen spoilers for it
3: i mean that like, it's crazy right looking at a bullet point version of it yeah. it's not the same like no. what if you put made star wars into a bullet point version it's like yeah they fly in a ship and then they blow it up the end it's just yeah. like it takes all <laughs> the romanticism out of it and all the excitement exactly. and the characters um,
0: i just yeah i can't wait for more people to so far it's. I've talked to a handful of people in the world that have played it and mm-hmm. like everyone I've spoken to so far is pretty much in the same position we are. I haven't spoken to anyone who doesn't think this is a masterpiece and I can't wait for everyone else to play it so we yeah. can at some point do a more spoilery thing about Definitely, it and talk yeah. properly about it. And yeah, I just want to... It's probably... It's hard to say. I was thinking about this earlier. Like is it the best PlayStation 4 game? Because the original Last of Us is arguably the best PlayStation 3 game and it came right Mm -hmm. at the end. I think there's a very strong argument that you could call this. It's between this and God of War for me and I think gameplay-wise, God of War edges it for me because that game just feels phenomenal to play and I'm more of that sort of combat guy to a stealth game in general. Yeah, Um, But writing wise story wise it's on a par if not slightly ahead of God of War I I
3: think for me it's it's too early to say I need to sit with it for a bit but I think yeah they're both like without a doubt I think they are the two games like if you when we're going to talk about PS4 in 10 years time they are the two games that everyone Mm -hmm. is going to mention whether one's better or the other doesn't really matter, yeah. I suppose. They're just are uh-huh. both fantastic. I would say as well for the for the uh, for the nerds out there like me, the the trophy hunters, it is an obtainable platinum <laughs> as well. Like I am very on my good. way to getting it.
0: <laughs> that is, I'm sure, calming everyone down. <laughs> everyone, um. They just
3: wanted to know that's what they were waiting for. Yeah,
0: it will take a very special game for that not to be game of the year so far for me. Mm. It, I can only think of a handful that would have a chance, but the way that story is told
3: right. i don't know like literally like, what what are you thinking like cyberpunk like, maybe? unless
0: cyberpunk is we don't know what's launching next gen yet well by the time you know we're recording this just so you know a few hours before the ps5 reveal and we don't know what's coming in that nope. so who knows you will have heard us talk about it although previously in this podcast so we're doing a bit of, a bit of time twisting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah we will So far, just so you know, it's only me and Dale who have played the game so far, so if next week you get your hands on the game and have questions, can I just ask you very politely to put spoilers for The Last of Us in the subject line to feedback, because people like joe matt and jesse and al haven't had a chance to play yeah. yet and i don't want them ruined by a, an email
3: well, alex is going just in just blind to, as well like he hasn't watched any trailers yeah, or anything so exactly like, you know, didn't even read him.
0: my preview <laughs> my boss didn't even read my work so nah, I'm <laughs> right, <mate>. someone did <laughs> i'm sure someone did, did. they though did <laughs> they? um
3: <laughs> if only there's some way to look at the numbers and see how many
0: people yeah, read it. if only google analytics existed <laughs> um yeah that is as you can hear we quite like this game oh yeah and, yeah, I can't wait for
3: everyone to play it. Yeah, definitely. I can't should wait to talk about of... it openly as well.
0: Exactly. There is so much to talk about. And, yeah. yeah, I don't want to go into it right now, but I <laughs> do so much. Um, <laughs> should we have a bit of Last of Us Part 2 music? We had Last of Us Part 1 yeah. uh, last week. Do you think it's going to, in retrospect, be called Last of Us Part 1 now? Like, The Godfather was just is just The Godfather.
3: It's not The Godfather you Part You need... One. Mm, I don't know that's something that feels like maybe if it was a continual series if they kept releasing parts but no probably not because it's a bit of a mouthful isn't it The Last of Us (laughs) Part 2 I don't know we'll Mm.
0: see Um, yeah I don't know. I haven't seen what music is out there from the game yet. But I we'll was going to say, something. yeah,
3: I would suggest one of the ones we sort of alluded to earlier, but we don't want to spoil what they are. I'll so.
0: find something, even if it's that song they accidentally ripped off from the last trailer. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.